Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. 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 And the Half Drunk Podcast. everyone and welcome back to Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Sam. And this week we are welcoming back Sarah to the podcast. Hello everyone. Happy to we be are here. so excited that you're back. Oh me too. This highlight my week. <laughs> we <laughs> just started. And it's only Monday. <laughs> and it's only Monday. Look after, only goes after up last here. night you're right. <laughs> it can only go up you know what I mean? Yes. So as we have advertised on social media um, today's episode is going to be all about Game of Thrones. It's going to be a crossover episode of Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. And after the finale, we are going to need a lot of wine. Which luckily we have a copious supply of. Um, <laughs> oh, good word. <laughs> copious. That's yeah. my vocab word for the day. <laughs> Can you give me a definition? I'm assuming a lot. It's a lot. We have a lot of wine. It's like a cornucopia of wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of Game of Thrones wine. <laughs> Sarah and I right. are drinking the Pinot Noir Game of Thrones themed wine. It was bottled in Oregon in 2017. God, it's not a Dornish red. It's Fuck. not. <laughs> <laughs> and I am drinking the Chardonnay. And I have a Targaryen cork. And I cried a little bit when I popped it open. Well, oh, that's yeah. really sad because I broke my cork as typical fashion for me. What kind of cork <laughs> was it? I, don't, I didn't know that it was a themed cork. Um, but I'm going to say it's probably Lannister. Because it's red wine. Yeah. You collect like yeah. all of the houses, though. They each have a different one. Oh. But well, good to know now. <laughs> I didn't know that you didn't know that. But last night, um, I drank the Game of Thrones scotch. Oh wait, which no, one? No, 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 Sam, Sam, Sam. Because I had some of that, and I did not think I was a scotch person. I thought I was a bourbon person. It is so good. Yeah. Is it, no, wait. Is it the Johnny Walker kind? No, 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 no. no I no, tried no, that, no. and I was like, this tastes like fucking leather. This no, no, is no. disgusting. It's the top shelf one. It's the top it's shelf like one. It's like Lagavulin or like, something. Not Lagavulin. Yeah. Is it? Is it Glenfiddich? Because yeah. that's the only scotch no, that I've had. No, it's the one that Sarah just yeah, said. Yeah, Lagavulin. It was really good. I had Glenfiddich once, and it was okay. And then I had this Johnny Walker, and I was like, Mm-mm. No, no, no. It, it's like 70 bucks, but it is so it's good. Delicious. And I recommend it to everyone, and it'll get you fucked up. And it's what you need to watch that finale. And you feel classy AF drinking it, I have to say. Uh, See, you don't really like that do. face. You haven't tried it yet. You would like it. Yeah. I don't know if I would. I feel like I'm more no, like a bourbon No, no, no. Here's purist. the thing. I love bourbon. You know this about me. But, and I didn't think I was a scotch person. After drinking that, I'm like, I could see it. I understand the appeal now. What did it taste like? It tasted like a scotch. <laughs> there you go. But good scotch. No, it it didn't have as much of the burn as some bourbons do. It was a lot smoother as well as the aftertaste was a lot. Is it like sweeter though? No, it's not sweeter. It's just, I think it's crisper without being like harsh. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't burn. I like the burn. The burn is my favorite part. I'm Sam's a masochist. Practically it's Targaryen. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Lannister one and I don't know. It was nice. I like the Game of Thrones alcohol. I think they did a really nice job with it all. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the Johnny Walker 
white walker yeah it's don't just their taste that i'm shit. glad i'm glad i didn't taste that because the only i was going to and i could never find it and i'm glad that i didn't because yeah i had horrible. some when i was watching it last night and i was just like um actually that was a bad idea i'm gonna chase it down with some wine and I also got fucked up watching the last episode. I did not drink as much wine as I thought I was going to because I was just so angry, like I couldn't move. Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't lift up my. You don't want to like angry. tear your eyes away from the yeah. screen to like pick up your glass. Yeah, yeah. Because I would have thrown it at my TV. After a certain point, I was like, "Fuck, well, I have to." Already, already, already. Let's move in to Shag Mary Kill. <laughs> well, we could go on forever. I understand. We all have a lot of emotions about it. I think we do. It. We, I don't know. I think we should do like a synopsis of our thoughts, but oh, by the way, spoilers, spoilers. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Tons. Yeah. If you haven't watched the finale <laughs> for Turn some away. reason, and you haven't been on social media for three days, because if you are on social media at all, you know what oh, happened. Oh yeah, it's ruined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I guess just listen to us next week, and we love you, and we're sorry, but we need to talk about this. <laughs> or if you just don't like Game of Thrones, sorry. Yeah, if you're one of three people in the but world honestly, that hasn't watched it. But honestly, even if you don't like Game of Thrones or you haven't watched Game of Thrones, we're going to be comparing it a lot to Harry Potter, and it won't just be a Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah. So. All right. So yeah. let's kick it off with Shag, Mary Kill. So we're going to do two Game of Thrones characters, one Harry Potter character. So... I will ask you all. Neville Longbottom. Shag Mary. <laughs> and, and kill, and kill maybe? I don't know. Um, Shag Mary and kill Jon Snow. Of mm-hmm. course. Of course. Oh, God. Harry what? Potter. Okay. Or Jamie Lannister, Kingslayer. Who's going first? Not me. I asked the question. Uh, Sarah, you go first. You're the guest. <laughs> okay. Um, so I gave this some thought. Not a lot of thought, but enough thought I, that I'm confident in my like answer. five seconds of thought. Yeah. Um, I think John would be good in bed, so I would shag him. <laughs> I mean, Ygritte said he is, right? I know. The thing you do with your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost awkward. I watched that with, in mixed company. Like, it was so did, awkward. How did you know? That's also um, disgusting, because they don't bathe. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah okay. Um, I would marry Harry, and I would definitely kill Jamie Lannister. First of all, I don't know how you could sleep with Jamie Lannister because he impregnated his sister on no less than four occasions. And I can't get past that. Okay, but Brienne got past it. Yeah, and I don't understand that either. I love her, but... Yeah, but then look at what happened to Brienne. Yeah, no. She got her heart broken because he's a fuckboy. Amen. Okay. Everybody everybody does at some point. Emily, what's your answer? Um, my answer is the same. Okay. Okay. I would not keep Jon Snow around permanently. No, absolutely not. Because he cries way too much. Um, Harry Potter is Harry Potter, so I'd marry him. And then Jamie Lannister, I'm sorry, I just hate him, so I would kill him. I, I feel like I could have loved Jamie, but the way his... If he the way had his, actually uh, had an arc and not a circle? Yeah. Yeah. I just... Even when everyone was like, oh, he's good, I didn't buy it. I just think he's a jerk, and he's gross. <laughs> like, he fucks his sister and then pushed a little kid out a window. Like, I'm sorry. You he started can't the whole damn thing. That. Yeah. It's his fault. <laughs> he's the reason we en- got this ending. <laughs> like, <laughs> oof. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like we're going to easily segue into certain topics tonight. Yeah. Um, so I would shag Jamie. Ugh, a hot take. I can't, I can't do hot it. Hot take. Hot take. That's a deep track right there. I'm just, you know, I'm, 
I'm intrigued by Jamie's um, prowess. <laughs> demons in his closet i don't know i just feel ah, like so you think you can change it would him. be interesting i am that person i am the one who's like yes give me all the bad guys give me all the fuck boys please hurt me some more so i would probably I fuck jamie oh, okay um I would i'm marry- sorry it's it's called shag oh, not sorry. fuck <laughs> so you would shag jamie okay it's very <laughs> i'm sorry very important distinction yeah yes i would shag jamie <laughs> And I would marry Jon Snow, okay? Like, I, I want to hear why. Why would you? Why do you think he'd be a good husband? Um, Legit question. Because I am his queen, <laughs> and he would tell me that every day of my goddamn and life. And then he would heart. But apparently, that's not enough. So yeah, you'd yeah. actually go like blow up a city. Okay, so John, you know, he's he may be a little dumb sometimes, but he he's, does. He has repeatedly been told he knows nothing. So. Right, and you know, you can trust him pretty much as. As much as you can trust anybody, as long as you're not, like, a murderous bitch. And he is very dutiful and, like, honorable. And that's, like, his biggest thing is that he's honorable. Um, To a fault. Yeah. And, I mean, he's a badass. And he's not Mm -hmm. hard to look at. So, yeah, I would marry John. And I'd be okay with being just a little bit smarter than him. Before we move on to anything else, I do have a bit of a hot take myself. (laughs) Richard Madden is way sexier than Kit Harrington. Rob Stark. Yes. My God. Oh, for sure. Yes. I don't under. I never fully got on board with the Jon Snow thing. I mean, I still think Kit Harrington is beautiful, but yes, I. If agree. I, if I'm you're not like, into it, you have. I'm not into I'm it. I'm not either. He has a cry face all the time. Oh, like that's his permanent face. He's got like a baby just, face. Like, him crying slash him being constipated, and I. It's just not interesting. Here's the thing. He's moody and broody. Oh, my It's attractive. Gosh. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I guess that means I would kill Harry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Harry. It's just, like, when it comes to attractiveness, like... <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Harry's not the cutest guy. No. <laughs> not that you're not adorable, Danny Radcliffe. <laughs> Alrighty. So, our question of the week was, who is your favorite Game of Thrones character? So, I'm just going to read off a few of these. A lot of them are repeats. We got Arya probably 50 times. That's a good answer. It's, they're not wrong. No. Termond, Jon Snow, Jamie Lannister, Sansa, the Hound, which I think is interesting. Oh, the Hound. I do love the Hound. Uh, He's a good character. Liana, Hodor. Oh, Mormont. I was like, Liana Stark? I was like, Liana Stark was here. What? I get Liana Mormont. Ghost, Cersei, Varys, Ser Davos. Cersei again. Hmm. Um, literally anyone but Bran. That <laughs> age well. That's that is the mood. That's like that, the, the, that should be the, the title year. of the episode. That yeah. should be the title of anyone but Bran. Literally anyone but Bran. Anyone but Bran. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brienne. Missandei. Oh, my son. Danny, 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 Daenerys. That did not age well either. Uh, Tyrion. A few times. So basically all the major ones. <laughs> Anyone but Bran. I didn't hear a lot of Jon Snows. Uh, no, there were a few Jon Snows. Okay. But most people said Arya. We do have a very strong female following, um, so that's not shocking to me. A lot of people said Arya. A lot of people said Jon Snow. A lot of people said Daenerys. So, I mean, that's pretty much everyone's favorite characters, I would assume. Yeah. But On some level, I feel like we characters? all probably have a few favorites, but yeah, I am one of the Arya 
diehard. She has been my favorite since episode one. I have identified with her. I've rooted for her. I was terrified that she was going to die this season. Like, I was like, yeah, her name's on the list. Like, she's done. And I was so happy that she didn't. Um, But she's always been my favorite. She's such a badass. She's Her arc is incredible. Um, A girl is Arya Stark. A girl is a queen. That still gives me chills. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I also really love Danny, and her ending was tragic to me. And, you know, I think... Well, we'll get into it, but I really did love Danny, and I was also rooting for her the whole time and kind of tried to see past her sort of more vicious nature and believed in her gentle heart like Jorah did. Also love Jorah. I love them all, okay? Fuck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Literally anyone but Bran, right? And I like John too. Anyone but Bran. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't... I'm going to say Arya, yes, but... Sam's already taken that one, so I'm going to say a different person. And I, uh, I love Brienne of Tarth. Yes, she yes. she's amazing. She is strong and kind and dutiful, but she knows when to like fuck loyalty and do what has to be done. Mm-hmm. She's very right. pragmatic, but she's very much an idealist all in the same breath. And I don't know, I. She got a lot of what I wanted for her out of life, mm-hmm. but she also mm-hmm. deserved a lot better. She's another one that like is so good that I was like, she's dead. Like they're killing. That her. was the big. Once we got to yeah. a certain point, I really wasn't worried about Arya dying, mm-hmm. but I was constantly worried that Bran was going to die. Yeah. Every time I saw her during the Battle of Winterfell, I was like, please no. That please would be no, very Game no. of Thrones. They to kill both her. died like four or five times during these battles. And oh, then yeah. just like would keep getting multiple up. characters like, uh, died. Like Arya should have died like five times in the, in the Battle of Winterfell alone. Well, Not right, to mention yeah. in King's Landing yeah. when she got twenty seven concussions. Yeah, and just dragon fire raining <laughs> yeah. down on her. But somehow she survives and no one else does. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, my favorite is Danny. Oh, um, rip Danny. Been my favorite since the very beginning. Yes, some of the things she says are suspect but she (laughs) i think you know she went through a lot and she was like really trying for seven seasons to not be this person yeah and to to be a strong freer of slaves and a khaleesi and i i'm just obsessed with her i love amelia clark her portrayal Mm -hmm. alone Mm -hmm. i mean i think is award worthy her facial expressions and the fact that she had to act on the back of yes this like yeah yeah, yeah. green screen thing and she still has so much emotion that you wouldn't even know you know and i just commend her and her the bells episode just broke my heart Mm -hmm. i literally was sobbing it was tragic that whole episode and you know people are saying oh well you should have seen it coming well no mm -hmm, no they rushed it (laughs) and we'll get into that i'm sure but i also really like sansa Mm -hmm. and here's i hated sansa at the beginning i didn't but i also related a lot to sansa (laughs) because you know I think as a little kid, like, you have this dream, and it's stuck in your head, and you're like, well, I'm going to do anything that I can to get it. And you know what? That bitch got her dream. <laughs> and she went through the most, or not the most, but she went through a lot. She went through and a she, lot. Yeah. I think she had a lot of character development. Um, and I think it was, like, an unexpected character development, because, like, when you first meet her, 
she's just this like prim little princess, you know? She's a little and, bird, yeah. And yeah, she's a little bird. And she's a badass when you leave her and the queen of the north. And, and she's one of the I smartest think, people on the show, which I, I think I, is the biggest Yeah, thing. I think I'm, yes. I'm completely with you, Emily. I think Sansa, first of all, is one of the best characters on the show. She yes. has one of the strongest, most compelling arcs. And Sophie Turner did some work this season. Like, yes, she, oh, she I'm obsessed did some, with her. She did the damn thing. Like, <laughs> jewel in hand. <laughs> when, no, but like that yes, scene she did. with she her. She probably had the jewel. That on scene set. with her and Amelia Clark when they're like talking about what Jones about and she's like, what the about the North? North? It takes a lot to beat Amelia Clark in a scene. Mm-hmm. And I think Sophie Turner but she took did it. it. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. but I'm with you. I do love Khaleesi, and I'm really sad. Well, especially when you see like interviews with Amelia Clark, and she's like the goofiest. She's like, literally funniest, the complete opposite. Yeah. Nicest person ever, yeah. and I'm just like, oh my god, how do you how transform do into like this Sasha well, Fierce persona? She was, her biggest qualm with this season was not Khaleesi, you know, turning into the Mad Queen, but her biggest qualm was leaving that taste of Daenerys in her fans mouths yeah and that she said it rocked me like it broke me yeah and because you know i fell in love with this character i know everyone else fell in love with this character and we we're rooting for her and she let everyone down yeah but i agree like you could have gotten there if they would have just had a two little more. bit more time i'm saying if you had two more episodes everything i wouldn't i don't think i would have had any real issues with the season the series finale if we had taken our time to get there, because no. I would have been like, look, right. this had to happen, this was going to happen. Everything would have been more believable. Mm-hmm. Danny's fall into madness. John's right. turmoil. Well, I mean, all of that. They literally made her evil in an episode. Yeah. Like, it tur- everything changed in an episode. And also, the way they set it up, and I've told Sam this on the phone, like, yes, she lost everything. She lost her two dragons, you know. She lost her best friend mm-hmm. who was there for her through everything. She lost her advisors. She lost Jorah. She lost but, John. You know, and, in, then, in yeah. and then John was like, the I trust. don't want to sleep with my aunt. Which, valid, but like, you know. <laughs> but also, also this she is Game of Thrones. Get, on get over it. That's your family <laughs> right. legacy. I mean, we'll get to that later. But <laughs> she, you know, it still didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And especially the way they set it up with, like, her trying to hook up with John and then him saying no. And then it kind of just seemed like she went... That was the last straw that he went and yeah, had sex Yeah, I think her. that's one of my biggest things. Uh, they they turned her into, I don't know, a bitter and jealous ex-girlfriend for half yeah. of the season. Exactly. And I'm like, that's exactly. not who Danny is at all. Well, I think the biggest thing for me is, one, when at the start of the Bells we have to hear this audio montage of all of the things that people have said in the past. Yeah, that's like a cop Like, it's flipping a coin and blah, blah, blah. Like, if you had shown us this, it would have been way more effective than just hearing all these previous lines. But also, I think it's interesting that this entire last season, um, Danny hasn't really been a POV character like she was before. Like, in the book, she's always been a POV character. In the show, she's always been a POV character. Everything's through her eyes when she's in a scene. And since season eight, it's kind of not been. It's been through John's or Tyrion's yeah. or Sansa's or somebody else's eyes, except for maybe when she goes to talk to Sansa and when she's on the dragon. So yeah. they're kind of setting right. her up as being a villain. Yeah, they're already isolating her from everyone, Yeah, which I think is unfortunate. But um, yeah. I, one of my biggest issues with... And then we should probably actually start talking about Harry We Potter. should transition at yeah. some point, yeah. But I think one of my biggest issues with it is 
the fact that Tyrion had to tell us why she slipped into madness in the finale. Right. He was like, look, right. she murdered these people. We applauded her for it. I'm like, you could have shown that to us. Yeah. Right. You very easily could have shown that to us, and it would have been much more believable. Yeah. I mean, I guess, and I think my biggest thing is this. Her arc didn't make sense at the end because they, yes, she had, like I said, these suspect things that she would say. Mm-hmm. But as Tyrion said, she was killing slave masters. And when her dragon attacked that kid, she locked her dragons away, her kids. Yeah. She locked them away. So the fact that she's now burning children in the streets just does not make sense for her character. At at least with what we saw from her character. They try to explain it away. Like, the more power she gets, like, the more she believes this is her destiny and everything. But I feel like that's something... But it just didn't make any sense. Yeah. But explaining the story... And on screen is something that I feel like Harry Potter did way better. Oh, yeah. Like, For if, sure. if yes, Game of Thrones queen. could have, you know, taken a page out of Harry Potter's book and, you know, split up the last into two, sort of like Harry Potter mm-hmm. did. Like, I feel like they just tried to squeeze the last three Harry Potter books into six episodes yeah. and that's how this kind of right. feels for game of thrones I'll say, i think it's interesting because with the last two I, I had several friends that were like they're just doing this to make money to split harry potter into two movies the deathly hallows and i think that was absolutely the right call it's a disservice if you don't i agree like well what, how do you choose what to leave out yeah it gave us so much more as fans and was so much more satisfying than if they would have left it as i one, i absolutely well movie. it built the characters up so much like you understood right everyone's motivation and when we got to the point where harry and we can talk about destiny and choices and whatever because i think that's a big theme yeah. in both of the franchises yeah. but um you know, it means so much more when Harry says, I know what I could do. I know I could do something and live through this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to choose to be the chosen one. Right. Right. That's, yeah. And I'm going to go on. That's a conscious decision. And, yeah, absolutely. Makes. Which, which I, mean, I think John does the same thing in yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, which I guess just leads us into kind of comparing some of our Harry Potter and Game of Thrones major characters. And I think that you can't not draw a comparison between Jon Snow and Harry Potter. Like, right. they both always feel like it's kind of their duty to protect everyone, and people follow them, even when they're not asking for it. Mm-hmm. They have power, but they don't really want it. They're talented, and they, they just are basically the same. Like, they're both basically orphans and outcasts mm-hmm. for most of their life growing up. And, I mean, we can get into this if you all want, but I think that there's also correlations between like the prince that is promised potentially being John and then the chosen one with Harry. Like they both have yeah, these sort right. of prophecies that, well, the chosen one definitely applies to Harry, but the prince that is promised, I think one could argue applies to John. Well, just going off that we were, it was alluded to and we were told by, you know, the red witch and everything that John was the prince that was promised mm-hmm. and i think that this is another thing where maybe they didn't think it out because george rr R. martin isn't done with the series mm-hmm. so maybe the writers like were just like well maybe if we fulfill some of the prophecies it's okay like we'll tie up some loose ends but you know some won't make sense that's one thing what i think jk rowling did beautifully and i think that you know warner brothers did beautifully not only did they wait for her to be done but they <laughs> well they didn't have to wait that long to be fair yeah she actually right, wrote right, her right, books right. in a timely manner unlike some people but 
they also like the prophecies made sense for the story and i hate to say this but like because i do love game of thrones but if your whole character arcs and your prophecies and your plot points if they don't wrap up in a nice little bow at the end i'm sorry but it wasn't successful yeah and maybe the books will be different but really the show i mean you know, I get that it can't be a happy ending because that's it's not Harry Potter, it's Game of Thrones, yeah. right? So it can't be a happy ending. But having things make a little bit more sense for the fans, I think, would be good. And like we said earlier, if we had a little bit more time to process everything that had happened, maybe we would have been more accepting of the ending. But I think one huge thing, for me at least, was that Jon Snow was, you know, this person who didn't want power but when it was thrust upon him he rose to the occasion and i feel like in the finale he did not rise to the occasion yes he killed Daenerys, and you know props to him for that but like he was also the true heir to the throne and i i just i don't really know who died and made gray worm fucking king but yeah. like <laughs> well you um, know that would be Daenerys target <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real um yeah no i I, I completely understand. I think one of the most interesting things is, and this might be a hot take. Um, lots of hot takes. <laughs> lots of hot takes tonight. I've only read the first two books in the Game of Thrones in, in A Song of Ice and Fire. I only read the first one. Um, from what I can tell, George R. R. Martin has a lot of plot plot trails that just don't go anywhere. Well, he writes characters. He yeah, writes he's a about great, characters. He's great at characters and he's great at world building, but as far as an a, actual plot is he concerned... He hasn't figured out how to tie it up. Yeah, I That's think, why we have no books. Yeah. And right. J.K. Rowling is a master. Mm-hmm. She, like... She's she a wizard. Figured, yeah, she, she's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Didn't. <laughs> thank you. I'll be here all night. Um, no, I think... I don't, I just think it's it's really difficult to compare because I think J.K. Rowling is such a, a masterful writer, and she knew where she wanted to go, mm-hmm. and she got there, mm-hmm. and she right. and she allowed us to go on the journey. I feel like in some points in Game of Thrones we were being like pulled along. We we're like, this is not how we're supposed to go, and we had to be yeah. we were forced down this road. Well, I think she's just a different type of writer. Like she sees the plot points oh, yeah. ahead, yeah. Oh, yeah. and she figures out how to get to those plot points. Mm-hmm. Whereas George R. R. Martin is so character focused. He's like, what would my character do in this scenario? And I'm just gonna see how this plays out and just write about this for a little bit and, oh here's another character we'll go down this path for a little bit and see mm-hmm. what happens over here and jk rowling's more structured than that i also think that it helps that um jk rowling made harry potter about harry potter i think it's yeah. very very she difficult had a soul to wrap up these plot points when you have like 80 different protagonists that are the main character <laughs> yeah and everything is just pulling you in whirlwind of directions like yes we have the golden trio and those are main characters throughout the entire series but it's really about harry potter yeah. yeah i think it would be vastly different if it was you know the game of thrones but like Jon snow was the main character i yes i think he is the protagonist but also like Karin, my fiance who's read the books he thinks Tyrion's the protagonist i so, can understand that too you know, yeah. i think everyone that reads the books relates or focuses on one person's path more than the others Mm -hmm. so i really just think you know maybe that's where these prophecies and plot lines you really can't tie them up because you have so much going on 
versus like J.K. Rowling. Yes, her series is vastly shorter, um, but also it's focused around one kid who, you know, has one quest. Yeah. Not. 80 characters who have a billion <laughs> quests. So. so to back it up a little bit, are you saying that you don't think that the prince that is promised prophecy came true in the show? I mean, I think that he definitely saved the world from a tyrant. I think that part is true. But I think the way they presented the prince that was promised throughout the entirety of the series was that that person would free the world from a tyrant and then take the throne. Okay. And no, so I don't think that that I was because Bran took the throne and don't even get me <laughs> literally started. anyone of Bran. Um, that really does I need to be the title of this episode. <laughs> literally anyone, anyone but Bran. Well, I just—he's literally the worst, oh, no, and he he's is. so evil because he knew he's evil. he knew what, everything that was going to happen. No, seriously, the more I think about it, the more I am willing to like. He knew all those people. Yes, were die. yes, he was he pulling was like, all the strings. He was man. like, "Well, why do you think I came all this way?" Like Shut that up. bitch totally could see the future and Shut knew what was going to happen Kimpson. and let it happen. <laughs> let it happen anyway. He is so evil. I I can't. He's so well, evil. Well, okay. Well, so that brings up an interesting question though, because if we're talking about like, let's say Dumbledore, for example, <laughs> he knew all of these things and he let certain people get hurt. He didn't let a whole city burn. I mean, yes, that's true. But I think it does beg the question, even if you have all this knowledge, should you necessarily act on it if there's a certain way that it has to turn out? I don't know. I just think that if we're going to now compare Bran and Dumbledore, which is interesting, and I kind of like how this okay. goes. <laughs> if we're going to compare Bran and Dumbledore, which is not a thing I ever thought would come out of my mouth. <laughs> um, so I think the difference is... Dumbledore was a team player, and I think he, yes, had all this knowledge and power, but he was using it, I hate, for the greater good. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, um, Back to that. But he was. He was. And But couldn't you make the argument Brand, that Bran was, I too? Think, no, I don't. Because <laughs> he let King's Landing fucking burn. Because he let so many innocents burn. He literally only told Sam because he knew that John can't keep a fucking secret to save his life and that he would set all this into motion to set Daenerys off and then Varys he can't keep a secret either because he's a queen and he likes to have all of these little voices going and you know Tyrion he would I don't know what the fuck was up with Tyrion this season Tyrion was an idiot this season Tyrion redeemed himself in the last episode no he, he he did he did but like the whole rest of the season. He I love Tyrion. Okay, I would just like to clarify. I do I too. Think he's great. <laughs> he was one of my favorite characters until this. But season. I was very frustrated but, with him. But Bran also yeah. told John, you know, it's your choice if you're going to tell these people, and John's the one who chose. Which okay, to tell them. before we go any further. Yeah, but he totally knew what John was going to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just think uh, all the stuff I read today because. You know, at lunch, I was like, okay, I need to distract myself, and I need to read about this. So I did, and I found this quote, and I found it to be interesting, and if we went there, I wanted to bring it up, so let me pull it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm prepared, ladies. I'm so excited for this. Okay. He planned this from the start, from telling Sam who John really was to working away during the battle against the dead. The dude was evil. They never fixed the wheel. The cycle will continue as it always has. He technically sat back and watched millions to die, which led him to the throne, and everyone thought Daenerys was the problem because that was his goal. Because if she's out of the way, 
then he has the throne. Because he knew that was what was what had to happen so that he could get to power. Which is so he was so like unsuspecting but because who would ever suspect Bran? The thing Bran? is that Bran has said that he doesn't want it. And I really feel like that's Oh, but true. he totally did, Sam. He was like, Oh well, why do you think I'm here? I think he knows that he has to. Like this is his destiny. He doesn't want it, but he has to. I'm uh-uh. I'm not bitter by Bran being on the throne. I think that he's very like unfeeling and he's not passionate and he like he knows will be swayed the history. I will say he that. knows the the problems of the he past, no so he knows how to learn from that. I think that if anyone's gonna be like basically a just king, I think that he would be. And he has these advisors who are going to make all the important decisions for him and he's just going to go war and try to find Drogon. I think my biggest thing is, well, how did Tyrion come to that conclusion that it would be I. But regardless of all that, I think one of the most interesting things about Game of Thrones, any fantasy, really, is I feel like there's always this tension between, you know, your fate... Yeah. And your choice. And your choices. That's the right. one of the um, biggest themes of Game of Thrones is yeah. and, how your I, choices affect But your, I think Harry Potter too. And honestly, if, Harry yeah, Potter Well, too. I yeah. think one of the biggest choices that affects everyone is Voldemort's choice. Something to do with Harry yeah. or anybody. He chooses to have Harry be the chosen one. Yeah. He goes to Harry yeah. that night and says, this is the kid that is going to fuck shit up for me. Mm-hmm. It very easily could have been Neville. Yeah. Right. And that one choice set off an entire chain of events, and it could have gone a completely different way. And like you said earlier, with Harry yeah. choosing to be the chosen one, he had to embrace that fact. Yeah. He had to choose to die, Yeah, basically, yeah. for everyone. And yeah, I think that's definitely like yeah. a very through line in both of these series, mm-hmm, is absolutely. the importance of choices. And they tried to drill that into us in this last episode of Game of yeah. Thrones. And Really, the whole yeah. last season, it's just like, it's your choice. Well, you have to choose duty or love and all this stuff. And, I mean, that's basically what everybody in Harry Potter has to choose, too. Yeah, to an right. extent, I would say. I mean, Harry puts his life on hold. I mean, Harry, Ron, and Hermione put their lives on hold. Yeah. And they, you know, it's not about us. It's about the greater <laughs> the greater good. I hate saying that. <laughs> the greater good? <laughs> not Grindelwald. <laughs> not Grindelwald. Um, I think with Draco, too, I think there's this, is he going to be destined to be like his father or is he going to be something greater? Um, right. You know, I, th- I think it's not just the, the main people. I think there's something in everybody where they have to decide, am I going to be this way or am yeah. I going to be this way? Is Hermione going to be, you know, all about books and cleverness and all this <laughs> shit? Or is she going to put that knowledge to use? for something that's more important than her. Yeah. Is Ron content right. with just being Harry's friend or is he actually going to do something that warrants him being in Gryffindor? <laughs> Make himself useful. No, I mean, yeah. yeah. Don't be a Sam Make or a Bran, let me tell Weasley. you. Um, well, I think that makes like an interesting point with Draco because, you know, I think Draco secretly wants to be good, but he's under such family pressure to be sort of right. evil or Slytherin? conform to a certain to be a death eater standard yeah and i think that's also true for <laughs> jamie lannister like we see that he oh, really yeah. wants to be good but he is like they said addicted to cersei and <laughs> serves his family that he just <laughs> i was gonna say something very inappropriate he's he, <laughs> i think it's he's going he's off bad. Him. i think it's interesting that these two characters they are so so similar oh, yeah. like eerily so similar the but they both choose they choose Curious. vastly different paths 
Like, yeah. Jamie's like, you know what? I can't quit this. Like, I have to go back with my family. I have to go back to Cersei. Everything I've ever done has been for Cersei. Like, you know, that's just who I am. She's and hateful. He accepts that. I'm hateful. Right. And Draco, he's like, you know what? I'm being a little bastard. Like, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. And he saves Harry's life a couple of times. His And, you know, I think that also stems from the fact that his mom also clearly wasn't all evil, too. Yeah. yeah. We don't really know I, anything about the Lannister mother. Um, I will say one thing, and I, and I hate on the sixth movie a lot. I think we all do. Right. Um, but I do think that's one of the best things about the sixth movie. It really captures Draco's turmoil. Mm-hmm. It does. You when he's see, crying in that bathroom. Oh, my gosh. That broke my heart. Well, it's part of the reason I don't yeah. like the sixth movie. Really? <laughs> well, I like that that's in there, but I hate how obsessed Harry is with Draco the entire book and movie, that that's why it's, yeah. like, not high on the list for me. I yeah. hate how... I know that it's warranted. I know that he, like, was right in being obsessed with Draco's every move, but I was like, God damn, Harry, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, but I do... I think that's a good comparison. But I also think that Draco could be compared to Joffrey. Definitely. Oh. Um, I'm telling father about the this. Whole, <laughs> I'm telling my mom. And then Good, they're tell both her. from a super prominent family. They're both little prick <laughs> assholes little who you just want to like punch over and over and over again. Like, I mean, Joffrey's death was the most satisfying death. Like, forget the Night King. Joffrey, when he got poisoned, you were like, Yes. And I mean, there's like, different stakes. Like, Joffrey, like, you know, kills prostitutes just for fun, whereas Draco, like, bullies people. But there there are I think that the Game there of Thrones characters, they just, they elevate all the evil, like, times a thousand. Yeah, and I think, because, you know, it's not written for young adults, yeah. it's written for adults. So Fucked up it's adults, just yeah. different. And also, like, they're Fucked both, they're both blonde and they both come from, like, prominent pure blood, blood families. families yeah there's a lot that you can like kind right. of throw in there um so i, de- I definitely can I see both of those i think it's interesting um since uh, i mean incest happened in harry potter let's just get that Basically, out of the way yeah pure blood families were maybe incestuous. not brother and sister maybe but not but i do think it's interesting that i mean in society, and I think it's for very good reason, incest is frowned upon. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. I, hot take, guys. Incest is bad. Um, but I think it's really interesting that pure bloods are so happy to have that status. Yeah. When it's like, this is a really fucked up thing that you guys do. Like, this is not okay. Yeah. And how so many other people elevate them to that, even though it's like a right. pretty gross thing. I don't have an opinion. I mean, I do have an opinion, but I don't have, like, a, a revelation about it. I just think it's an interesting... Well, I think that's something that's different in Game of Thrones. Like, yes, incestuous relationships are still a thing, and, like, the Targaryens try to keep their blood pure, but to the rest of the realm and to the rest of Westeros, it's <laughs> like, like, what the, the fuck f- yeah, is like, happening what the fuck over there? Are you doing? Like, yeah. that's kind of gross, don't you think? Yeah. And, like, Jamie and Cersei, like, when people found out, they, like, raised their eyebrows, and they're like, oh, fuck, you guys are disgusting. Yep. Like, what are you doing? So, yes, we still have those sort of, like, similar, I don't want to call it a theme, but similar similarity. It's a a similar part of the world. (laughs) I think it is a theme. And I think that, you know, in Harry Potter, we've touched on this, that that kind of, like, the blood status is kind of reflective of racism. Mm -hmm. 
But in Game of Thrones, like, racism is very real. I think that in Game of Thrones, they just use it as a power thing. Like, if you come from a family that is super incestuous, nine times out of ten, your family is extremely fucking powerful. And extremely fucking crazy. Yeah. And yes, yes. So, like, I don't know. That's the kind of the weirder part, I think, of that side. Because in Harry Potter, obviously, she doesn't highlight it a lot. Because, again, it's for young adults. Right. Um, <laughs> right, right. And, like, you know, <laughs> I try not Stone to think about line. that side of Harry Potter. <laughs> but, yeah, they're but, a pure-blood families. Like, the Blacks, but yes, the Malfoys, the Potters, But even the, the Weasleys. Weasleys. They all that, share blood. That's the one that always blows my mind. Because you see Arthur and Molly... And she, and she was a Pruitt, and the Pruitts were purebloods too, right? Right. Yeah. So, like, Ron's parents got it coming from both sides. Like, <laughs> they're really <laughs> incesty. Yikes. Um, yeah. Strong gene pool right there. Strong gene pool. Very That's strong. where the red hair pool. comes from. That's all those recessive genes. Ooh. That's what it is. <laughs> I, I cannot. Okay. So... <laughs> Two of my favorite characters from each series, I think, because they're my favorite characters, or I think the reason they're my favorite characters because they mirror each other so well, are Sam Well and Neville. Um, oh, I hate Sam so much. First, <laughs> you hate oh, Sam? I, I, okay, hate is a very strong word. I just feel like he's kind of useless. He is. Like okay, well everybody needs a Sam in their life, and I, I love. Sam I agree with. That. I would agree with that. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Well, not not that kind of Sam. Sam. <laughs> I don't have to say it, right? Yeah. Like you guys need in your life, right? <laughs> mm, this wine's really tasty. Um, but they start out kind of wimpy and like the joke. Both of them. Yeah, he's um, bullied a lot. Both of them are bullied a lot. They're also kind of like in the background. They're. You know, not really making themselves, like, the center of attention at all. And then they blossom into more of, of a badass. Well, I mean, Neville's a badass. I, like, does, I think does Sam, Sam really blossom, tries to be. Like, Sam kills a white finale, walker, okay? I feel like that In was case yeah, you didn't know, finale, he killed though, a white walker. Look, you don't need to. In the finale, when Sam tries to be the father of democracy, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was, for it. I was like, like, you go, George Aristotle. Washington. Oh, my God. You tell him. <laughs> that was... I, side note, I was so glad that's not how we ended it. And so everyone's like, oh, yes, yes, Samuel Tarly. That's a that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> Everyone was just like, sit the fuck down, like, son. You want the common folk to have a vote? <laughs> what the fuck is yeah, that? But anyway, I really like them. And I think that they both are kind of behind the scenes people. And I will agree with that. Quietly try to protect everyone. They're super loyal to the main character, so Jon Snow slash Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also end up just being teachers. Like Samwell yeah. writes the history, and yeah. Neville is a teacher at Hogwarts. And they don't want power. They don't want status. They just want to help others, and they just want to teach others and and create they, a better world. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and I think that that is why, I mean, you know, I don't really know your thoughts about Sam, but, like, I just think that these two characters, you always need a character like that, right? So you have Sam Wise in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And you have, you know, a bunch, I can't even think off the top of my head, but you have a bunch of other characters like this in literature and in cinema. And I think the reason you do is because everyone identifies with, like, maybe not being the superstar, but maybe, like, being the helpful friend well, who think, doesn't need the limelight. I think, too, if we're going to go off of that, I think you can compare Ron and Sam. I mean... Oh, for sure. Um, it's like the sidekick character? Not even... 
I, I feel like... I feel like Sam and Ron bring out some of the best parts of Harry and John. Like, yeah. they heighten their sense of duty and compassion. And morality, And too. morality, yeah. absolutely. And um, my biggest beef with Sam, Emily, um, <laughs> is I feel like he... Yes, he kills a White Walker. I'm not disputing that. But I still feel like he gets a lot of credit for things that he didn't necessarily do. Like... Like, that was all Gilly, bitch. And he didn't even listen. Once again, the woman gets no, no, no credit. credit. <laughs> That's like, who has the best storyline? Oh, Bran. And Arya's like, excuse me? Excuse What the fuck? Yeah, oh my god. What that mean? You've That's been what watching. I literally said. That Those were the words out of my mouth. Ugh. When he was like, Bran has an interesting story. I was like, what about Arya? She can change or faces. Or Sansa. Like, or literally Bran. anyone but Bran. <laughs> Fucking Bran. So, (laughs) back to the task at hand. Back to the issue at hand. We were previously comparing Bran and Dumbledore, but I think the stronger comparison that you can draw is between Albus Dumbledore and Eddard Ned Stark. Absolutely. Like they, I love Ned. They both are oh, yes. R.I.P. Cheers to Ned. Cheers to Albus. R.I.P. Uh, to both of these like deeply influential characters. Ned is only here for a season, but and he, he is felt throughout the show. He yes, he sits on this earth-shattering, jaw-dropping secret for years, much like Dumbledore, and also is lying to it's this young boy, much, much like, like Dumbledore, Dumbledore, about this secret, <laughs> and is like kind of pruning him to be what he needs to be yes we don't really see it as much with ned and john because like well he's his quote-unquote bastard in game of thrones Mm -hmm. but ned is still where john pulls most of his like morality from like yeah he that's his like motivation is to be like ned in life because he's the most honorable man that he's ever known and same for harry like harry's mentor and hero is dumbledore his entire life even when he finds out all this like earth-shattering shit about Dumbledore he's still just like I don't know if I can even believe this like this is my hero right and you know John and Harry kind of find out about this ultimate fate after these people are dead and they feel kind of betrayed about it when they weren't told to their face about it yeah I think the um I think in this instance Ned is the better person um just because he promised that he might eventually tell him not even that I think Ned Ned is all about honor and loyalty and truth. And not only did he dishonor himself by saying he slept with someone that was not his wife and fathered a different child, he had to lie about it. In order to pre- right, so yeah. he, he has gone against everything that he believes in to protect a child. And to, like, save right. his sister, right. too. Yeah, and to try and save his sister. Which is all Dumbledore really wished that he could have done. Yeah, I think it's a lot of really interesting parallels. And you guys, I love how smart this is. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is beautiful. Just give us one bottle of Game of Thrones wine. We'll we get there one day. G-O. <laughs> to G-O-T, if you will. We're also very fucking funny. I love this funny. so much. <laughs> anyway, Fuck. back to smart talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Sam did the cackle. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> She can't breathe, I don't think. I think it's not coming out. It's like a pug. It's fine. I'm good. Okay. Um, No, I think, think, honestly, besides Harry and John, 
Ned and Dumbledore are definitely the two easiest to compare. Mirrors, yeah. Yeah. Right, um, right. I I think it's very interesting how differently it plays out. Because they make a lot of the same choices, Dumbledore and Ned. Yeah. And Dumbledore doesn't get his head chopped off. Instead, it's he's undone by... And he has six years to, like, get Harry ready. It's not... Yeah. You know, but I... If Dumbledore would have gotten his head cut off, like, there would have been riots in the Wizarding World streets. Yeah, that's very true. Like... I mean, he got the equivalent. I, I think the thing about Ned versus Albus that you have to keep in mind is that Dumbledore is pretty much beloved by everyone. Except Fudge. And Ned was beloved by the people of what? Except Cornelius Fudge. Fudge. He's so jealous. Oh, well, he was yeah. just a bitter bitch. Um, <laughs> but Ned, St- Ned Stark was really only glorified like in the in North, the north yeah. and by Robert Baratheon. And other than that, you know... People in Game of Thrones, as Cersei says, you play the game or you die. Yeah, and I think he he didn't really have the smarts of Dumbledore because he right. he didn't really know how to play much, the game. Much like John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they, don't, he, they don't know a lot. He knows a little more than nothing. Yeah, yeah. But not quite everything. But again, I think it's so interesting that his downfall is actually his honor. Yeah. Right. Like, it is. Ned went to Cersei and he was like, look, I know this shit. You need to leave because I'm going to tell everybody. Like, he was trying to be honorable. But John is stupid, too. I mean, so much of this could have been prevented if he had just listened to Danny and was like, I won't tell anybody. You're right. (laughs) You know? You my queen. Honestly, like, all of this could have been prevented if Ned just, like, would have stayed in the North. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, didn't. Or he felt like he had to go. Jamie hadn't pushed Bran out of a window. Right. Right. Or if exactly. Bran hadn't climbed up, like we can yeah. go back and forth Anyone all day about what could. Bran. <laughs> Anyone but Bran. It's really all Bran's fault. It really is. He is the worst. I'm telling you. Guys. I bet he I, lived a normal life, and then he's like, you know what? If I got pushed out of a window, I could warg back and change everything, yeah. and I could be on the throne. Oh man. Uh, okay, back to. I hate him. Um, okay, I have a question. Who is the biggest villain <laughs> in Game of Thrones? Who's the biggest? Who's the best? Who's the smartest? In Game of Thrones? Like, who's the one that had, like, the most satisfying I think the most hateable one is definitely Ramsay. Okay. Okay, Ramsay, I think he's the worst. He's terrifying. For sure. Okay. Because he's deranged. He, okay, he's also, I think, more terrifying for us as women. Because yeah, I would say that. He, he's just, like, a super predator, and... Well, he's okay with being I, psycho. What he did to Sansa, like, and even to... Poor Theon, man. Like, also, talk about character arc, because you oh, literally yeah. have every Theon. single emotion towards him. Uh, yeah. He still didn't do it for me at the end. I was like, nah, fuck <laughs> you. Oh, man, okay. when he, like, he has been running away from fights this entire time, and when he knows that there's no chance that he's going to come out of this. He protected Bran. <laughs> Again, why? <laughs> why are we protecting Bran? Yeah. Bran, you're not exactly. special. And then Bran was like, you're a good man. I have no emotion. Yeah. Thank you. Whatever. Thank oh, you yeah, for your service. I can't, yes, I can't decide anyway, if it's the actor or if it's Bran that I don't like. I think it's both. Yeah. Maybe both. I uh, I don't know. But anyway, I think I think Ramsey is probably the worst because he's also like the most savage. Like you, And that's saying something for Game of Thrones. Like it really is because you see some shit when you watch this show. <laughs> And what do you mean? You're like, I <laughs> you never thought I would, you know, everything. <laughs> Literally, there is stuff that I'm like, 
I never thought I would see this yeah. in my entire <laughs> life. And I probably could have gone my entire life without seeing this. Yeah, yeah. And now I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, George R. R. Martin has some, like, fucked up things going on in his head. But he really does. to compare Ramsey to the worst villain in Harry Potter, I feel like, you know, it's, everyone wants to say Voldemort, but Voldemort not. isn't. Like, if you're given no. a choice between Voldemort and Umbridge, all, guess what? Like, we should all say it. Who is um, the worst <laughs> person? Umbridge. Three, two, one. Here we go. Umbridge. Umbridge. Yes. Oh, gosh. It's the worst. I think that, you know, someone asked us to compare Umbridge and Ramsey, and honestly, like, as much as Umbridge is, like, a mega bitch and awful and just like deranged in every sense of the word i don't think she's quite as fucked up as ramsey just like you know the joffrey and draco thing but i think if given the chance and if jk was that sort of author she would be like she's as fucked up as she could be for a children's book yeah i i don't think that any single villain in Harry Potter is like a drop in the ocean compared to the evilness that is in Game of Thrones. Yeah. And yes, I think that is just because of who the audience is. It, like you yeah. said, if J.K. Rowling was more fucked up than probably. But like, I, you know, yes, if we're comparing the two worst villains, I guess you could draw some kind of comparison to them because they did torture people well, i think they yeah. both revel in it i think i mean ramsey more so than umbridge for sure i mean but she still took pleasure when she yeah. was torturing harry there's like in my opinion literally that's the only thing like other than that umbridge looks like a sweet innocent <laughs> little kitten compared to ramsey bolton <laughs> i think we just can't without just being just like because we real, I just I don't even want to relive the kind of shit that he did. Oh, gosh, I feel like yeah, my memory has blocked out a lot of it. I just see like flashes of him torturing Theon and raping Sansa, and I'm just like, oh no, close that shit down. I don't want to see that. Yeah, it, it that I think on honestly, I mean at least with Umbridge, you can watch it. Yeah, and not like yeah want to throw up. Like I not be you know I had to physic- I had to skip some of Ramsey's shit because it it was very terrifying yeah. and a, a bit too much and honestly I don't think it should have been on TV. Well I think <laughs> that he embraces the fact that he's so fucked up and he like loves it yeah. whereas Umbridge like I, I thought don't, she's kind of in denial I don't about think it. she knows that she's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. No she, yeah, I don't she, think she does she's either. one of those yeah. villains that like really thinks she's doing the right thing. Kind of like uh, Daenerys Targaryen. Maybe a little bit like her where it's like you can see some of the rationale <laughs> until she's just like no they don't They don't have choices. a choice. I do think the biggest difference is that I don't think she's fully aware how messed up she is. Much like Danny. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so either. I think that she legitimately legitimately thinks that she's on the right side of history. Yeah. And I, like Sam said, I think that is honestly what makes Ramsey that much more fucked up is that he knows that he's crazy and he embraces it and he's like, yeah, this is who I am, which is terrifying. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's move into something more positive. Okay. So. Uh, Hermione is my favorite character, uh, or one of them, and but I I have a really hard time picking who she relates the most to. I think my gut feeling is Sansa. Yeah. Um, because I feel like they both kind of start off super innocent, and then they kind of see some shit. Obviously, a lot different from each other, <laughs> but I think they both grow a lot mm-hmm. as characters, and also. 
aren't super I mean their growth isn't like super in the forefront but it is in the forefront if that makes sense like it's not like it doesn't draw your attention away from the but other But it is prominent. Yeah. But it is prominent, right? Yeah, I would agree but with that. I don't know. What do you guys think? No, I I actually had I don't know, Sam and I were talking about this a few times and I don't think you can necessarily pick just one character for her or Ginny for that matter. Right. But I think if we had to I, I would agree with you. I would say Sansa is... And she's one of the smartest people in the show. You know? Right. Um, Hermione is very good at reading people and understanding their motivations and trying to figure a, a way around that to get to the long-term goal. And I think Sansa is very much the same way. Right. Yeah, I just... I think if we have to compare her to somebody, it would be Sansa. But I don't really think that there is... I don't think it's a pure like, comparison. A, a good fit. Yeah. yeah. Which... I struggled with because like I really wanted to compare Arya to someone and the closest that I could get was Jenny just because she's like a badass and you know she's she's kind of breaks the mold yeah and she grew up with all these like older brothers and she wants to be kind of stand out but I just don't really think there is a pure comparison Mm -hmm. for either Arya or Hermione unfortunately because I know that Jenny and Hermione are two of my favorite characters, and I love Arya and Sansa too. But I just don't think that. Well, I think, I think that shows just how complex though, Jenny and Hermione are. They're not just one character. I think they're very much a compilation of a few. Like they right, both have a little right. bit of Brienne in there. They both have a little bit of Sansa in there. They both have a little bit of Arya in there. I think. Um, I'm trying to think, who are the other prominent? Not Cersei. Not Gilly females yeah Brienne. i mean honestly up until a few episodes ago i would have said denarius but <laughs> neither of them yeah. i think have evil tendencies and she i think does. they can be very strategic and very clinical though in their thinking yeah like that's what yeah. that would have been my comparison and i had you know because we were thinking about doing this episode and i had notes written for each of these characters and that's who i wrote down and that's exactly why i was like they're very strategic mm-hmm. you know they know how to rally people behind them because she is one huge reason that Harry decided to start Dumbledore's army. Yeah. Was Hermione. And, you know, they, she looks out for the little guy. And so did Daenerys. <laughs> Until two episodes before the end of the show. Right. So, I mean, that's who I had written down. Obviously, I, they don't really relate any longer. I think, they, I think they still can. I think we can still make that comparison. Yes, it didn't end how... I don't know... It didn't end happily for Daenerys, but I still think she had a lot of really great traits, and I th- and I think that right. definitely correlates to several people in the Harry Potter world, mm-hmm. particularly yeah, sure. Ginny and Hermione. Who would Luna be compared to? <laughs> That's the one I really want to think Luna? about. Yeah. Oh God. Who's off the walls like um, that? Maybe Gilly. <laughs> She's kind of <laughs> weird. Maybe she'd be like a wildling. She'd be like uh, Egret or um, what's the one that Tonks played? That's one big comparison that we've missed right now. All the crossover characters. Here's the thing. This show's been on so long. I've forgotten so many people that were on this show. What is that girl's name? The character that Tonks plays? I don't even know. Frick. I know it. I can't think of it. Osha. Yeah. Osha? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she's her. I don't know. I don't know. Actually... Maybe she's poor little Marcella. Oh, God. (laughs) Poor little innocent Marcella. Yeah. Speaking of Asha, though, I like how so many of these Harry Potter actors were also in Game of Thrones. And 
more so than you even realize. Like, Aberforth and... Mance Radar, the yeah. voice of Aragog mm-hmm. was in this. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, there were a lot. I mean, I think that just kind of shows you how small the island is over there on the <laughs> Westeros is, is pretty tiny. <laughs> right, right. But I think another big thing that is true in both Harry Potter and Game of Thrones is the houses, though they're different. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Houses are, I mean... Yeah. In Harry Potter, your house is your family, and then, I mean, in Same. Game of Thrones, your ha- family, your house is your house. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, right. And I think it's very interesting. I think it's very easy to compare Gryffindor to Stark. Mm. Um, Except for the lion thing. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> we don't like to associate with the uh, and the color thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think if we're I think if we're going on like <laughs> the virtues that they hold in high esteem, definitely be Stark. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Lannister is a Slytherin is a mix between Lannister and Targaryen. I would say I would definitely hinge on Targaryen, but. Yeah. Yes, I think Slytherin's Targaryen. I think Lannister's very cunning, though. I think you can make a mix for all of these. That's fair. I think Lannister, I think and Stark Lannister would, be mixed. would be Ravenclaw mixed with Slytherin. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Okay. Because you have Tyrion, who, you know, is so bright, but also, like, Cersei. Okay, and I know this is where me and Sam really diverge, but, like, I loved Cersei. I appreciate Cersei as a character, but I don't love her. I think she's a huge bitch. I would agree with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, she is a bitch, but she is like you know what bitches get stuff done. You know, I yes, get that, exactly. And you know what? She's Unlike just ruthless. Daenerys, who you know was this like doughy-eyed little innocent girl, then who became this big bitch. Yep. Cersei was just, like, all around a huge bitch. She had no arc. If anything, her arc was that she became an even bigger bitch. So, I yeah, don't know. I didn't think about Does she have that she much character She also was, like, growth? really smart no. and strategic. No, she doesn't. In what she did. I feel like she's just, like, a fake queen, and Daenerys is, like, a real queen with a K. <laughs> <laughs> like, she earned oh, it. Oh, for sure. And yeah. Cersei just kind of, like, took it from her little yes, kids. Yes, but you gotta think. She literally stayed on that throne or stayed relevant the entire series up until two episodes before it ended. She played the game. Like, that is so impressive. She played the game. Yeah. She learned from Tywin, who was pretty much a master at playing the game. Oh, I do miss... Yeah. There are certain characters on Game of Thrones, like, I'm glad that th- I'm glad that the character is dead, but I feel like something was lost the once they left. The presence of them, yeah. Yeah, like... As but m- honestly, the way he died was the best. Oh, man. I will say another character on the show. that was definitely felt was uh, Littlefinger. Yeah, there was a big conspiracy that he may come back, and I was just like, ah. I never bought into that, but I, I knew... It would be interesting. I knew that when he died, all of the political intrigue was gone. Like, you That's knew true. very clearly who was... It was either going to be Cersei, Danny, or John the Throne. Well, I think Sansa kind of merged into that role very eloquently. That's fair. Like... She learned a lot from Littlefinger. She did. And she did start pulling strings. I like strings. to play a game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, okay, Jigsaw, calm down. I think she I think she filled the void of Littlefinger. I really do. I think that's a fair point. All right, I take it back. <laughs> um, but who would who would the Hufflepuff house be? I was thinking about Are this. Are they Tyrells? I, no. The, H- no. Hufflepuff's too um, good for Tyrell. What are you talking about? Okay. 
wow. don't don't sell your house's name they're just like, like that. happy and like live in sunshine <laughs> so like, i don't think that's the tarley house is the- no fuck that <laughs> fuck that <laughs> um they're just over there in Dorne, just doing their own thing. I know, I think the Hufflepuff thing. house would, in, if it was in Game of Thrones, the Hufflepuff house would be destroyed. I don't know if there is a Hufflepuff house. No one in Game of Thrones is loyal enough to be a Hufflepuff. I'm sorry. But none of them. I mean, even to a point, I think the Stark house could be kind of compared to Hufflepuff because they're all loyal as hell to each yeah, other. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that's about it. <laughs> I know, if you, if you dropped, like... The Hufflepuff house into Game of Thrones. They would all die. They would all die. They would all die. That's really shitty. I'm not saying that they're not clever and powerful, but they're just too. They believe too much in like the human and the good in the good parts of people. Absolutely, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I think it's literally like John. Like you see it the most. I think John has the most Hufflepuff qualities. If we're being completely honest, because he literally saw the good in Daenerys until Tyrion was like, (laughs) "Wake up." Wake up. Like, you just watched her kill thousands of people. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, there's nothing good left. I think, if anything, right. Hufflepuff is, like, the entire kingdom of Essos. Like, they're just... Yeah, they're like, we're going to do our own they're thing, They're like guys. the other. Yeah. That's where everybody else goes. Who yeah. doesn't want to be Maybe. a part of Westeros. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is too cutthroat for us. Like, you guys have a good here. life. I'm going to be over here with Oberyn and just, like, fuck bitches and get money. You know? And everyone's happy over <laughs> That's there. That's my motto. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually what's on the Hufflepuff crest. Fuck bitches, get money. <laughs> Fuck bitches, get money. <laughs> it really is. I know. That's the Latin. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> oh we just want trivia. That was one of the questions. But we just want trivia. That was one of the proudest moments of my life. Honestly. Emily, you would have been so proud. Well, you might. You would have been kind of pissed that us for one question. Yeah, she probably would have known that. We would have just know. won by like three points more. Yeah, yeah. What was the one you didn't Ugh, know? I don't want to say it. it. I don't want to say it on we this podcast. It. We, we really did. overthought it. Oh, no, you told me yeah, that. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid Rita Skeeter. Yeah. Fucking Rita. It's Fucking all right. Much. That's why you need a Ravenclaw on your side. But it's I'm true. so proud of you girls for winning. Oh, we did it. We did it for the pod. But uh, speaking of trivia. You did. Let's uh, wind down a little bit. Oh, yeah. And do one of our uh, favorite things whenever we have a guest on the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Which yes. is trivia. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> is Wait, it trivia? What? what are we doing? That this is the first I've heard. Shocking alert! <laughs> We're gonna play some trivia. Oh my gosh! Um, so I think it would be fun if we did a mix of Harry Potter and Game of Thrones trivia. Okay. Which? Oh yes, I love that. I know that you probably know more Game of Thrones trivia than I do because you've and me read more oh, books. Yeah, but you know more Harry. I, I get know all that. of them confused too. I'm all really good with names. I think that's the only point. reason I'm good at Game of Thrones trivia. Is I remember a lot of people. You're then literally I have watched religiously and I have watched every episode probably twice or three times like every time comparing like preparing yeah. for the new seasons and still <laughs> you're always like, like whoa that's last a character night, I looked at Karn and I was like who's that <laughs> like who is that and he yeah. was like are you kidding me you it's Daenerys Targaryen idiot <laughs> first of her that's name no Stormborn breaker of chains <laughs> mother of dragons that's Bran and I was like uh, <laughs> that's, that's Bran, Bran. <laughs> fucking Bran man okay alright alright are you ready no but go and the first question is a Game of Thrones question okay According to the Dothraki, where does your spirit go if your body is burned? I can give you a multiple choice answer. If you go ahead, but I think I know it. Okay, we'll just say what it is. One, oh, no. no, give me the multiple choice. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> the old country, the nightlands, nowhere, or the great grassy. Well, they, I feel like I'm overthinking this because they believe the world ends as the great grassy. I'm going to say the great grassy. That is wrong. It's the nightlands? It is the nightlands. Fucking A. Okay. Drink. See, I overthought it. That's how they think the world ends, though. It all becomes a big great grass sea. Honestly, I thought it was. I thought it was the great grass sea too. Well, so. that doesn't help me. <laughs> so one in the hole. So fill in the blank. What is blank may never die. What is dead may never die. Great joy. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> okay. Those are the great joy's words. Um, Emily, do you have a Harry Potter question? Ask me what the ingredients of the pot juice potion are. <laughs> I we will not, because I know no, that you know that. No, we studied that for I so know long. Say it, Sam. Okay. List all of the ingredients of Polyjuice Potion. Lacewing flies. Uh, shredded... Boom's like skin. Leeches. Powdered bicorn horn. And there's a bit of the person you're turning into. Flux weed... And not grass. Ooh, she did it. I wish that was our bonus question. It wasn't, but Sam came through in a clutch and got it anyway. All right, all right. Okay. Are you ready no. for your next question? No, let's go. Okay. Quidditch players are constantly at risk of injury throughout the game. 700 How fouls. many possible... <laughs> what? 700. Wow. We studied way too hard. We studied way too hard for this stupid <laughs> trivia thing. We knew, like, how many sickles it cost, <laughs> it to, cost get to get on, on the night bus without, without hot chocolate. <laughs> That's how much we studied. And none of that happened. No. We, we definitely over overstudied. Hey, we won, though. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here's a hard one. Okay. Cedric Diggory let Harry use the prefect's bathroom and goblet of fire. What man's statue is next to the special lavatory entrance? Uh, that would be Boris the Bewildered. Yes, bitch! <laughs> cannot <laughs> literally we looked up the hardest trivia we were like <laughs> it's like the masochist version of harry potter trivia yeah. we looked it up it was tough it was give tough. me another one give me a game of thrones one give me a harry potter one i've had enough wine i'm ready let's go i'm getting a little toasty All right, actually we'll do game of thrones <laughs> okay okay which relative did euron Greyjoy murder to take the salt throne of the iron island his brother theon and okay uh yara's i'm telling dad. you all, all these are like super easy I don't know. Okay, I think that you've just proven that you know both of these things, and I don't think we need to quiz you anymore. I just want some now. Give me, like, the hardest <laughs> Game of Thrones one you can find. Because we took a, we took one to prep um, before, and we got... We did pretty well. We did all right. We got 20 out of 20 on the easy one. And it was, like, 17 out of 20 on the hard one? Yeah. That was mostly you, though. <laughs> well, okay. The ones that we got wrong were Sam's fault. <laughs> oh, that's not that's fair. That's not true. That's not true. Okay, here's one that's like... <sighs> okay, I'm ready. My body's ready. Give it to me. What <laughs> Roman emperor is the character of Joffrey based off of? I'm going to say Nero? Nope, drink. Ugh. It is the Roman emperor Caligula. I'm impressed oh, Caligula. You... Okay. I'm impressed you Caligula. know Caligula. <laughs> well, the only reason I said Nero is because he burned down like half of Rome. Mm. Yeah. And so I was like, scenario. if anyone was crazy enough... Caligula. Caligula, okay. Oh, I did not know that. Did you know that... Or uh, Caligula, if you've had a glass of wine <laughs> with them. <Emily. laughs> yes, that's how we say it if you're drunk. 
You know what? We're just taking a page out of the showrunner's books and just pronouncing the names completely yeah, yeah. different than everybody else. Well, fun fact, did you exactly. know that George R. R. Martin got his inspiration for Game of Thrones based on War of the Roses? I did know that. Yeah. And that the I first thing he ever pictured was the Stark kids finding their dire wolves. That was the first scene he ever had. Really? Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite scenes. Yep. That's how it all Okay, started. so I do have a fun piece of just... A fun little factoid. Okay. Um, so the Game of Thrones prequel, the IMDb page yes. just launched today, and one of the main characters is the guy who plays Young Grindelwald. So another Harry oh, Potter crossover. Oh, interesting. Really? Isn't that guy? Yes. That guy, didn't he date Bunny Wright for a while? Yeah, they were engaged. Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's also in Twilight. Yes. Was he? He was a oh, he was yeah, a Volturi he person. Here's the thing. Sorry. I try and block out as much of Twilight Sorry to bring up as Twilight. I can. I, I regret it. I immediately Well, Robert Pattinson it. is now Batman, so. Uh, not if the online Batman. fans have their way. <laughs> Interesting. Wait, so who is he in this? I don't know. They haven't revealed. The they just Knight said he I feel like he has to be a Targaryen. Yeah. Yeah, I think something like that, for sure. Now, this, that's the one like that's the about the Children of the Forest, right? I don't know. Okay. I didn't yeah, really look. I just got excited that it was him. Is the is the origins of the Night King? And then we're gonna get a Maisie Williams show, right? Let's hope. God damn. I hope so. Man, we're gonna get when she was like, "What's west of Westeros?" I was like, "Whatever show that you're gonna be on, right. bitch," and I'll watch it. <laughs> My theory is that they're going to have a spinoff of this entire show ten years later because Tyrion says to John when he's me like, in 10 years. "Yeah," when he's like, "Was this the right choice?" Ask me in ten years. I think that really sets us up. And the way they ended this, it sets us up for a sequel to yeah. this series. Side note. Yeah, I think so, too. I hated that they named the history of everything that happened of Song of Ice and Fire. You knew that was going to happen. I know, but it still pisses me off. That's, I feel like it's such a cop-out that anyway. Was, that was definitely fan service. Well, yeah. But Not the fan service yeah, any of sure. us asked for, but a fan service nonetheless. Okay. Well, I think we could go off on tangents for the rest of the night. And we love you guys and thank you for listening. As always, you can find us at HP Half Drunk on social media on Instagram and Twitter, Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast on Facebook. Please leave us a review and a rating and join our Patreon page because you can get bonus episodes oh, that we just posted one now? Yes, two days clean. ago. We do. Oh my gosh. We just released bonus Good episodes. To know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming back. Oh, this was really fun. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure getting drunk with you and talking about <laughs> Harry Potter. Likewise, Emily. Likewise. Just with you, <laughs> not with Sam. Oh, fuck. Of Get course. Out of my house. <laughs> Everyone needs a Sam. Everyone needs a Sam. I feel so bad. But, but literally anyone but Bran needs a Sam. <laughs> anyone but Bran. That's what we'll leave you on. Have a good week. <laughs> Cheers. Mischief managed.